Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, I'm Christine, and this is episode 57. Today, we're going to talk about how sometimes our logic gets in the way of our ability to heal. It's very typical for people to try to logic their way out of a situation or a feeling or a fear. And while I am a big proponent of logic in and of itself, using it in this way can actually be really detrimental. If you have a fear or something that causes you stress or anxiety, and in a very logical sense, you know this shouldn't be that big of an issue for you. If you have experienced some past event that was upsetting, and every once in a while you feel it triggered, and you react more than you think is rational in the current situation, and especially if you've tried to talk to counseling about it, talk to your doctor about it, talk yourself out of having this kind of reaction. You are probably in the exact situation I am trying to address today. Even if you don't experience this exactly as I'm laying it out, there may still be some past events that need you to take another look at them in order for you to fully heal from them. One of the biggest things that I hear from people that are experiencing this is they refer to their reaction as stupid or silly or irrational, and they feel embarrassed when they have this type of reaction. And today I really just want to flip this whole mindset and thought process on its head because this is not conducive with healing and getting past whatever the core issue is. Before we go any further, I want to take a moment to define very clearly what trauma is so that as we move forward through this, you understand exactly what it is that I'm talking about when I use that word. Trauma, we often think of as being assaulted, watching a loved one die horrifically, having our whole house burned down, massive events that anyone would see and say, oh, they experienced trauma. Trauma, however, is any time there's a reasonable expectation for a need to be met and the need goes unmet. So things that we might typically refer to as little things can be very traumatic. An infant being left in a crib to cry can be very traumatic for that infant. Coming home from school with the expectation that the door would be unlocked and you would be able to get into your home and to safety and coming home to a locked house could be very traumatic. The expectation that mom or dad will help you when the doctor wants to do a procedure and they do not help you could be very traumatic. Our needs, as we've discussed before, is love, safety, and belonging. So when those things are threatened, when we have a reasonable expectation that a loved one, somebody that we trust, a person in authority is going to provide us love, safety, belonging, and that does not happen, even as an adult, we experience trauma. It's very important to understand this because without this understanding, what you might try to do is 
logic it away or try to be very rational about the experience. You might say, sure, it was traumatizing laying in the hospital bed at five after having my tonsils removed and my mom never came to visit me, but she had to work and I had younger siblings she had to take care of. So of course she couldn't come visit me. And yet for some reason, hospitals still feel very traumatic to you. You might say, sure, this loved one that I needed safety from didn't provide it, but you know, they were dealing with their own issues at that time. So they really couldn't be there for me. That might be true. And yet it doesn't stop it from being traumatic. And I also want to point out just because something is not traumatic for another person doesn't mean it can't be traumatic for you. All right. It is all about where your individual standards are for love, safety, and belonging. Our love languages are different. The way we process information is different. Sometimes our needs are very different. This is why a lot of times two very loving people trying to make a relationship work can have disastrous effects because they're trying to do what they would need, not what the other person is needing, which can be traumatic. I'm really trying to hammer this home because what I want you to really be understanding at this point is that you very likely have experienced trauma in your life. The chances of you getting to adulthood without ever having experienced your love, safety, or belonging being threatened is very low. If you did that, if you got there without that, amazing. I applaud your parents and the adult figures you had in your life. That is incredible. Yet most likely you didn't get there without trauma. It's not to say your parents were bad, right? And here's where we have the other issue with trauma. You could have very loving, kind, thoughtful parents that did their absolute best. And there could still be moments where they failed at providing love, safety, and belonging. And sometimes those moments might have been completely out of their control. So I'm not trying to demonize or knock your parents down a peg or anything like that. I'm not making your parents the enemy here. I'm simply stating what is. Why is this such a big deal and how does it affect our self-esteem? What ends up happening is there'll be an experience or multiple experiences that are still affecting you to this day. And your mind logically knows that this shouldn't have been a big deal. It shouldn't have upset you that much. Your mind logically knows why this thing happened. And so when the emotions around it pop up, when you're placed in a similar experience and it feels upsetting, you trying to be rational might say to yourself, you're being silly. This is stupid. There's no reason for you to be acting this way. If you're around other people and this happens, you might feel embarrassed. You might feel that they see you as silly or stupid, or they might think that you're really inconveniencing them. And it makes you feel really bad about yourself. And of course, if you're saying, I'm being silly, I'm being stupid. I know this is not how I'm supposed to be behaving or reacting to the situation. If you're making jokes at it, they don't really have any reason to take it seriously or respect where you're coming from, which adds to the feeling of, great, I'm making a fool of myself, I'm being an idiot, I'm probably the worst patient they've ever dealt with, or I'm probably the most difficult client they've ever had. 
They probably are sick of being in a relationship with me. All these things start going through your head and now you're berating yourself. And this can be very extreme where you're now into self-harming or self-punishment, or this could be very minor where you don't even realize this is what you're doing. It might be just something that you think is just a little quirk and it's kind of silly and embarrassing. So you make some jokes about it. Everyone laughs, you move on. Either end of the spectrum isn't the best place for you to be and you can be in a much healthier place. And I want to help you get there. The very first thing that you have to recognize though, is that you experienced legitimate trauma. This isn't silly. It's not stupid. It's not irrational. It's not wrong that you're having the reaction that you're having. The reaction that you're having is right. Why is it right? Because your mind is trying to protect you because it loves you and it wants you to be safe. It wants you to have love, safety, and belonging. And it's saying this event did not provide that. That was traumatic. We don't want you to ever experience this again. So we're going to protect you to the best of our ability. What a wonderful reaction. How awesome is it that your mind wants to protect you so much that it wants to prevent you from ever having that experience again? That's lovely. And that situation is trying to protect you from, it really truly was traumatic. You can't logic your way out of that one. Where trauma is concerned, I want to say it again. It does not matter if your parents loved you and tried their best. It doesn't matter if you can see the side of the other person and you can understand where they are coming from. That doesn't matter. Trauma is very simple. Did you have a need for love, safety, and belonging? Yes. Was that need unmet? Yes. Trauma. Okay? It is just that simple. Now, it is especially traumatic if all three of those went unmet at the same time. And I see so many adults look at that and try to explain it away and logic it away and get frustrated with themselves for still having emotions wrapped up in that. I want you to be much kinder to yourself about the trauma that you have experienced. And when you're attempting to go to counseling to understand the event so that you can make it not hurt, when you try to talk your way out of it or positive thought your way out of it and it doesn't work, this is why. Can you imagine if you have a child and they want to do something dangerous and you say, no, you can't do that dangerous thing and they fight you on it. They want to go do that dangerous thing. What do you do as a parent? You put more restrictions on them. You put more parameters around them, right? And now they still want to go do that dangerous thing. So now it happens. They get grounded. They lose privileges. They they can't hang out with the friend that they would do this dangerous thing for, right? Lock down more, more restrictive. Now they're screaming and yelling and telling you how much they hate you. They want to go do the super dangerous thing. And now you're screaming and yelling back at them because you're terrified. You're terrified your child is going to hurt themselves. And maybe you've grabbed both of your kids' arms and you're, you're kind of trying to, you want to shake them into reason, right? Now you're locking them in their room. They have no cell phone, no electronics. They can't see friends. They're miserable. You're miserable. But my gosh, you just have to keep your kids safe. Why did it escalate so bad? How did it even get to that point? Because your child is fighting you about whether or not that thing is dangerous. If they had just said, okay, I hear you, that's dangerous. I'm going to be really mindful of that. You as the parent would just relax and be like, okay, thanks. Good to hear it. Go on your way. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? 
So it should make perfect sense that your brain responds exactly the same way. Your brain is the parent saying, this thing hurts you in the past. And every time you try to respond to that with logic and reason, your brain is going, no, you don't understand this hurt. I don't want you doing this thing. It's dangerous. And this internal fight manifests itself as anxiety, panic attacks, heightened stress. If you could just relax for a moment and appreciate that this very loving part of yourself is trying to keep you safe, and you just said, I hear you, that was traumatic, that was dangerous, I also don't ever want to feel that again, and I understand and respect that anytime I get into a similar situation, there is a chance of more danger. And I understand and respect you do not want me to feel that, and I don't want to feel it either. If you could just do that for your brain, your brain is going to go, okay, okay, I can relax now. I don't have to turn on every panic alarm anymore because they get it. That's the first thing that's going to happen. So when you get into that similar situation, all that panic and anxiety that is surrounding the situation isn't going to have to go off to that degree because your mind doesn't feel the need to lock you in your room because you understand, ah, yes, this for me feels dangerous. It doesn't have to initially feel quote unquote logical. And yet it will feel very logical if you understand and respect that for you in that moment, you were denied love, safety, and belonging in a situation where you had reason to expect that that would be met. That's very logical. And so now you're able to tell your brain, yes, I hear you. This is dangerous. Yes, this emotion, this reaction is logical because I experienced trauma in a similar situation. All of a sudden your brain can relax because you're getting it. Now, this does not mean that the situation always will remain traumatic for you. However, you cannot start to heal it until you do these first two things. I talked with two friends this week that were dealing with exactly this. They had both been through a traumatic experience. They were both having very intense reactions. They both were trying to logic their way out of how they were feeling. And for both of them, as soon as they were able to do what I am telling you to do today, they were able to feel better. And once you are looking at this from a position of my reaction is logical and reasonable, I recognize that this situation is dangerous for me. Now you can start to heal from it. Cannot heal a wound that you are telling yourself isn't there because it's not logical to have that wound. You can't heal that way. You can heal from a place of understanding and respect and love, and acceptance. So what I want you to do this week is take a look at your life and where there might be some places of trauma that you're not respecting and see if you can't just give yourself permission to be right about that being a scary thing that you went through, that being traumatic. It doesn't have to be big. It can be a very little thing on the grand scheme of traumas that doesn't stop it from being traumatic for you in that moment. You will feel such a sense of relief when you stop fighting yourself and scaring yourself that you're going to get re-hurt because you don't take this threat seriously. You're going to feel so much better. And then, then you will be in a place where counseling around this, 
or books around this or any other thing like that will help you handle those situations now without them being re-traumatizing. Okay. That's my goal for you this week. Be kind to yourself around what was very real trauma. If you would like for me to post in the Facebook group, some things that you can do moving forward once you've done this step, or if you want me to do an episode following up on this, let me know. I will be happy to do that. You can join our Facebook group, Self-Esteem Truths. You can message me with any questions either through the group or you can email me. My email address is in the show notes. Thank you for listening this week and I will talk to you next time. Bye.